Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. They don't call Mad Dog Manny for nothing. Talking about Manny Aurora, who visits the Bailey Show podcast a couple times a month. We talk defense, criminal law, right? That's what he does for a living. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Handled litigation in 19 different states. Any questions that you might have for Manny Aurora, you can either shoot it to him personally at his law firm, theaurorralawfirm.com, or you can call our hotline and leave us a voicemail for the next visit from Manny Aurora. Oh, Mad Dog Manny Aurora, 404-369-3825. As a former prosecutor, they at the Aurora Law Firm understand the other side of the case. Top 100 national trial lawyers at the Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law. If you need them, you need to get a hold of them today. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. And again, you got any questions for Mad Dog Manny Aurora, next time he stops in the studio, get a hold of us, PodcastTheBS.com. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. I love people. All right, all right, all right. The BS presents Let's Talk To. People are strange when you're a stranger. I cannot wait to see who it is. Oh, wait. Oh, I hope it's Frank Sinatra's ghost. Oh. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. He's funny. Comedian, actor, writer, producer. And who the hell knew who was an author? Actually, he's, if, if you're watching Practical Jokers, you know anything about uh, Murr, James Murray, then you know he's an author. It's not his first rodeo. Uh, but he's back at it again. Area 51 interns. And I, I, I can't I can't look at you right now without seeing the giant Nick Cage cutout behind you. That's creepy as hell, Murr. It's not a cutout, man. That, that's <laughs> Nick Cage. He uh, looks like he it. Comes by from the, he doesn't say much. I also got a... Uh... Uh, a little teeny Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> why Why little teeny Ryan Reynolds and big Nick Cage? You know, because Nick Cage is an icon. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ryan Reynolds is great too, but yeah. Nick Cage is Nick Cage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are, are He's got to earn that status. Are, are you like a Nick Cage mark? Like from from being on the fryer at Ridgemount High to whatever he's doing now? I, I uh, if, if the world ended and there was only two people left on the planet, myself and Nick Cage, I would die a very happy man. <laughs> wow, really? Have you have you ever taken one of those ghost tours in New Orleans and they go to the cemetery and part of the experience and the stories they tell you about the mausoleum Nick Cage has purchased? 
Yes, I've been on the exact same ghost tour that you're referencing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like part of the gimmick, right? You go there and you're like, yeah. Nick Cage owns this. We, uh, we ran into Nick Cage once years ago. We were filming Jokers in Manhattan. We were filming at Carnegie Deli, right? And Nick Cage is in Carnegie Deli, iconic New York institution. He's eating a pastrami sandwich alone in a crowded restaurant. And I kind of walked by, I freaked out. I kind of walked by, I was like, oh, I wonder if he knows me, if he recognized the guys and I, he didn't. So we didn't want to bother him. We're like, you know, let him eat in peace. Anyways, we finished filming, we go outside. Nick Cage happens to come outside at the same time. He's done with his meal. Fans swarm him immediately outside on, uh, I guess, Broadway. And um, he's desperate to find a cab to get the heck out of there. So Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers yeah. hails Nick Cage a cab. The cab pulls up, but we're still dressed like Carnegie Deli employees. So Nick Cage, to thank Joe, thinks he's an employee, so he takes out a $20 bill from a Scorpion pendant money clip and hands it to Joe and tips him 20 bucks. <laughs> please, please, please tell me Joe kept that $20. Of course he kept it. Yeah. Joe's like, do you want to give it back to him? I was like, hell no, you keep Nick Cage's money. That's cool. It's always fun. I mean, you're, the success that you guys have had with uh, Impractical Jokers is, uh, I, I think, bigger than what you guys ever expected. Um, I believe it's like the most popular series ever on true TV. I know whenever I go scrolling through my guide, it's, it's nonstop marathon of impractical jokers, which is great for you guys. You know, um, I, I don't have cable TV, so I can't watch my own TV show. That being said, uh, whenever my wife and I like go on vacation or something, we'll turn on the TV, and that's the only times I see true TV. Yeah. And it is on 37 hours a day. <laughs> you're, you're on more than Olivia is with Law & Order SVU. Basically, we're the new Dick Wolf. <laughs> you are the new Dick Wolf. We're the hidden camera Dick Wolf. <laughs> so, so what I was going to ask you, Mur, um, is, you know, you talk about your love of Nick Cage, which I always love seeing people in your position, a celebrity, all the success in the world. You still have stayed humble and just a really good dude. But you're, you're a mark. You're a fan for Nick Cage. Now, what about the other people in that world that are fans of yours? Who were some well, of those people? Literally two weeks ago, it's New York Comic Con, and uh, I was there autographing copies of like Air 51 Interns and and Sal and Q were there as well uh, because uh, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd mm -hmm. were taking photos with fans. You had to pay for it, you know what I mean? And uh, and Q and Sal went up to meet them and take a photo with them, and freaking Michael J. Fox freaks out when he sees Q and Sal. He's a massive fan of the show. So are his kids and whole family. Wow. He gives them his contact info. We are having lunch with Michael J. Fox in two weeks. I, oh my God. I am losing my yet right now. Yeah. I'm so excited. That is, that's, that's a great story. So when I first got into the radio, and this almost 30 years ago, it was the opening of downtown Disney. It's called Disney Springs now, but it was, sure. it, it had Wolfgang Pucks. Uh, it had the, the Gloria Stefan's Cuban place and it was a, a pleasure Island, blah, blah, blah. And there were the, I, my job at that time, cause I think I was an intern or a producer for a radio show was to, you know, go out there and find the celebrities. I had my, I don't even think I had a mini disc recorder at the time. It was literally just a, you know, recorder on, on, on dat. It was a dat player. Actually it was a dat player. Dat player. And I, I knew some of the celebrities that were going to be there. One of them being Michael J. Fox. Now this is of course him before he got, before he got sick and I'm walking through the crowd and I literally run into him. He's wearing this. I'll never forget it. Cause it's a short little fellow. He's got this yellow kind of old man ball cap. You know, the ones where it's like the back strap is like a little yeah. metal latch. 
And I run into him and I said, oh, Mr. Fox, I'm a big fan. I work for a local radio station. We would love to have you on the morning show. He says, yes, sure, not a problem. Give me the hotline number. I said, thank you, sir. And I write down the hotline number and I give it to him. And I'm excited at the time. I don't know any better. I get back and they're like, yeah, that's going to happen. And so he no he no shows the next day when we thought he was going to call. So I'm still in the studio doing work. And the midday girl is on and the hotline rings and I pick it up for her. And it's Michael J. Fox. He called. Holy cow. He called. He called. That's, that's how sweet. Not, that's a class act, man. That's really cool. Such a, such a, cool. such a class act. I also know yeah. a lot of the wrestlers. You guys are fans with a lot of the wrestlers. They come out to your shows. We, uh, we share a, a mutual friendship with a Bubba Ray Dudley. Oh my God. We love Bubba Ray. I know. You know there's, uh, there's history there. So, uh, a long time ago, Q was drunk, uh, on the Jersey shore. And he's a huge fan of Bubba Ray. And, he, and when Bubba Ray was kind of appearing, uh, this is before Impractical Jokers, Q mouthed off at him and Bubba Ray, like neck strangled him in the crowd. And then years later was a fan of Impractical Jokers. and came on our show. Yeah. And now he's like a dear friend of ours, having no recollection that he stranglehold held Q before he was famous. <laughs> what, 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 what year did he stranglehold Q? Do you know, because there was a period where he was a very angry man. And, yeah. And it was it was like right post WWE. That's when we first met. And yeah. I think I was at his last match with the WWE and we became friends after that. Uh, and we've been you know friends ever since. But he you know, we would go out and of course he'd get noticed. He's an international superstar and he could be kind of, you know, he's, he's got that Jersey dick. You know, he's just like, yeah, you know, and he's. It, it, like there was, I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna die, you know. And there were some altercations that I witnessed, so I didn't know if that was the angry Bubba Ray or the I, I now more he was calm. Right around that time, yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's now a much more calm uh, Bubba Ray. He's a very sweet guy. We love him. So the uh, Area 51 interns, you know, uh, uh, and you wrote this also with uh, Carson Smith, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's my second book in the series. It's a three-book series. The first one is Area 51 Interns awesome. in Summer. This one just came out like a week or two ago, Zoned Out. This is book number two. And book number three is due today. i got to hand this in. Uh, book number three comes out next May. It's about a group of kids, uh, middle-grade kids, eighth grade, whose parents just so happen to work at the infamous Area 51, and they land a summer internship at the base. Oh, and cool. every single book, something crazy happens. All the adults get kidnapped or in jeopardy of some kind, and it's up to these four best friends from eighth grade to save the day. And the cool thing is, if you want an autographed copy, go to area51novel.com, and I'll send one from my house, literally, your house. Well, that's so cool. Now, this isn't a kid's book, though, right? It's a, it's a, it is. It is. It's a middle grade children's book series. It's awesome. It's exciting, fun. It reads like an episode, like a kid's version of X-Files. It's really cool. The artwork is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. They had a great artist that did it. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's eye-catching. So, it, it, everybody's everybody writes books, you know, everybody's right. You know, people think books are obsolete. You know, of course, I'm sure you probably do the audiobook version of this. Um, so when do you find time? How how does this work? Do you just, you know, you you go like, we're done filming. Uh, I'm done doing appearances. I need to get back to this book. And then you just open up your laptop and you go to your doc and you just, dude, I'm working on commutes, everything like that constantly, you know, to, to get it done. I literally was working on a chapter this morning. It's due today. It's very hard to get it today, but (laughs) I'll probably need to like money to get it done. But, uh, yeah, I'll be like commuting to set. Like we film tomorrow. I'm commuting to set for an hour to get there. I'll be right. 
driving on the way in and writing on the way home. And that, you know, it's, uh, that's what you got to do when you have like six different jobs. Do, do you, do you have somebody that proofreads it? I would be afraid that I'd get off track because I forgot where I left off and I would be, you know, that my sentence structure is horrible. My English is horrible. I'd be worried about all that stuff. I'm a pretty good proofreader. Not not too much gets by uh, my eye in the final pass. We're doing the final pass now to hand in. So I'll correct most of it, like 98% of it. But then we also, uh, we also purposely leave one error in the book, one spelling error, uh, just to see if kids pick up on it. You know, and then whenever I got like this morning, I was in Cranberry, New Jersey, in front of like three, four hundred kids in their elementary school talking about the book and signing autographs and stuff like that. And uh, I told them, and if anybody, if any kid finds the spelling error and correctly points it out, they get like two free tickets to an Impractical Joker show or something fun like that, you know? That's phenomenal. Whose idea was that? That's great. We just we just started doing it in, in our first book. I, I write like a lot of adult thrillers, you know, like really scary kind of books. And we started doing it as a little Easter egg for fans years ago with our first book that came out in 2008. 18 and we've done it in all six adult thrillers and so we just kept doing it with uh, the children's books too that's great that's what i'm going to say now nate every time i post something on social media with a spelling error i want to say i did that on purpose that's it and that's it. it it's not a mistake if you say you did it on purpose and, and if you call me out i'll send you some you know bs merchandise from the show <laughs> it's all for a free t-shirt something like that now it, it kind of looks like the cover at least it comes across as very comic comic booky but it's not. I knocked my whole soda over. Oh Damn my it. God! No, you don't get anything. Don't, don't you don't get the book wet. Save the book. I have plenty of copies. It's okay. okay. Uh, it, it 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 looks like at least the cover kind of very comic booky, but it's not. Right. It's uh. It, well, we're actually developing it as a live action kids TV series right now. So wow. with a great company called Nine Story Media, and uh, yeah, it's it's high tech gadgets, gizmos, future technology, things like that. Uh, and book one, of course, about aliens. It is Area 51, after all. Book two is about mythical creatures. Book three that comes out next spring is about time travel. So each book kind of tackles another cool, super cool Area 51 trope, if you will, you know? Yeah, time travel's hot. I saw something the other day. I was like, just to prove time travel exists, look at this surfer guy in the middle of all these people from 1858. <laughs> yeah, people didn't surf like a hundred years ago. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, he's just out of place. That's all. I'm sure people have been surfing for a long time before it became a sport. You know, I put it, all it takes is some jerk to stand on something in the ocean and he's surfing. You know? <laughs> Are you a big comic book guy? Yeah, I, 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 in my house right now, probably have like two, 3,000 comic books. No joke. I, I'm not so much, uh, I don't collect anymore, but I collected all as a kid. I mean, dude, I have everything you can imagine. And I have thousands of them in, but, the, in, in the house. Like comic books or collectibles like action figures and such? Both? Yeah, I never got into the action figure thing. Although we have, uh, I do on my desk have... Uh, we finally got in Proctor Joker's action figures. Shut up. You think they could have made mine a little bit nicer. I mean, geez. <laughs> Why are you I'm an American flag speedo? I look like a string bean and they gave me such little hair. It's really, like, I know I'm balding, but come on, man. You think you're at a point in your life where you get an action figure? They make it look better than you actually do. No, no, they were get on accurate. <laughs> yeah. It, it definitely wasn't the guys that did GI Joe figures. Cause those all were ripped in great shape and looking good. These guys, yeah. I think they were, they were working you a little 
little bit. <laughs> I look like a pharmacist who went to Cancun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not have any say on, on how the final outcome? No, they're just like, hey, here's your action figure. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> out, out, of, out of all the guys on the show, uh, rank them on whose action figure is the best. Uh, best or worst? I would say that uh, Joe's is probably the best because he looks like Captain Fatbelly. He looks like a legit superhero. <laughs> he was done up like uh, he's done up like Professor X, you know, uh-huh. uh, or spoofing the Punisher we did where he's in the remote control jazzy scooter that we controlled. Uh-huh. That one's really cool too. And it's got the remote controlled wheelchair in it too. Uh, Sal's is okay. Mine sucks. Uh, and then they have another round of action figures they did, which is me skydiving. Uh, and for no reason they put Sal with like, a best wearing a basketball uniform, holding a basketball. It has nothing to do with impractical jokers. We're like, did the person that designed it know the show? We don't think so. That's the worst. I, I was asking you about the, the comic book stuff. Uh, I wanted to see if you've seen uh, black Adam, you know, no, I haven't seen it yet. I got to catch it. What did you see? It was it good. I did. And yes, it was. Okay. But I want to ask you something. Um, me, like a few other people that I've talked to, had the same reservation of the movie, not wanting to go see it. I'm a big Dwayne The Rock Johnson fan, right? Yeah. But I know nothing about the character or the origins, which is fine, but I had a reservation, a big reservation that you don't normally have about a superhero movie. Can you guess what that is? And maybe you have the same thing. Uh, well, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you it doesn't matter. It, do- about- it, do- it doesn't matter. It's, a, it's why you would not go and see it. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. So get this. It's easier to sue someone if their dog injures your livestock than it is if it injures you. If you're attacked by someone else's dog, you can only recover from the owner if you can show the dog had previously attacked someone or if it was violating a leash law. However, if that dog injures livestock, then you don't have to show anything. Amazing, isn't it? Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design and apparel. Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Tired of ants on your countertop while you're cooking? Can't go outside without getting eaten by mosquitoes? Uh, Give Inspect All Pest Services a call. They've got everything you need to get rid of all that stuff just mentioned. Whether it's ants, roaches, fleas, or ticks, Inspect All has got you covered. With their year-round pest treatments, live without the worry or hassle of pests. Give Inspect All Pest Services a call today, 770-483-2420. 770-483-2420. Mention the BS 
Get your first initial service for free. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more, they're going to do both. They're going to show up and they're going to call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online, cuttandright.com, C-U-T-T-I-N-R-I-G-H-T, Dot com Female, veteran-owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. And if you mention the BS, when you call, you get $100 off your job. Experience tree removal who care all about the details. Customer satisfaction guaranteed, 877-828-8846. That's 877-8-CUTTIN. CUTTINRIGHT.com. And back to you, Jason. <laughs> Why would you not go and see a superhero movie? Is that the question? Well, this in particular superhero movie with The Rock. Well, I don't know the backstory of the character either. For me, that's always like a, a bit of a deal breaker. I didn't know um, Suicide Squad well, uh, so it wasn't. Ex- I saw it eventually, but it wasn't ex- like a must-see you know, opening weekend kind of movie for me. So for me, the backstory, I, I don't know the character, so that's why I'm not rushing to the theater to see it, but I love him. Um, I don't know. What was your reservation? He's old. I mean, he, The Rock. I mean, you, you don't what have... What talking about? He's 50. You don't have a brand new superhero movie franchise developed Dude, w- with a I guy disagree, that's 50. man. Look at uh, freaking Robert Downey Jr. It was probably close to late 40s, early 50s when he started... Uh, I mean, how old was he in the first Iron Man? Uh, he has to be late 40s, if not early 50s. Yeah, but he... He's wore- probably... Well, he's probably how old is Robert Downey Jr. now? You he's, think he's uh, 57. 50s? 57 now. Okay, so maybe he was mid 40s. But he wore a mask, and they, and, they, and, they, and they made it look like he was a little bit younger, and his whole role was being a professor. Now, before, yes, hold on. But, but, but you are also speaking from the point of view of a white D, radio DJ and podcast <laughs> host. Like, us white guys don't age like. The Rock, you know what I mean? Like he's he's aging incredibly well. You and I, my friend, we fall apart. Okay, so before hold on, but stop before you just totally destroy me on this. That was just a reservation I had. Yeah. But when you go and see the movie, they and it's never I've never seen this done in any other superhero origins explanation. They explain it. There's a reason for it which made the movie that much better. Now, I love The Rock. He's in the best shape of any 50-year-old. There's no doubt about it. But his face is 50, and you or 50-ish, whatever. He, you know, if you're starting this, many people aren't familiar with Black Adam. I know I was not. And so if you're starting this franchise and you're planning on getting three, four, or five, you can't have a 62-year-old superhero going around Dude, flying. Yes, you can. Freaking Harrison Ford just wrapped shooting Indiana Jones 5, man. And he's 80, 82, 83. If Harrison Ford can do it, The Rock can do it for another 30 years. Easy. Indiana Jones is not a superhero. He's a yes, real-life, fictional, kind of, historical, historical character. He's, he's real life. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> is he real life? I don't know. He's Some of the things he does are pretty fantastic, and, you know? And you're already claiming that this Indiana Jones is going to be good. You remember the last one, right? I, I, I'm going on record as saying it will be It will be as good as number one or number three, I think. Because I think they, 
I think they want to do so right by him and his character that they're going to... I think it's going to be the perfect blend of action, nostalgia, and it's going to strip away the the terrible things from the last movie. And I think they're going to nail it. I really do. I hope so. Yeah, they, it doesn't get much better than the first. Even three, like uh, The Last Crusade. One and three were great. I, and people love two. It's Q's favorite is two, but... Uh, one and three. Uh, one is my favorite. Oh, one, sure. one, one is the best. You always wait for that scene because, you know, of how technology was at that time. You wait for the scene when he falls in the snake pit so you can see the snake spit up on the plexiglass that's separating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you look at the Easter eggs and the hieroglyphics of E.T. and R2-D2 and C-3PO. I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> so cool. So cool. Nate, question. Nate's a big, huge Impractical Jokers fan. Big <laughs> Murph fan. Nate, question for Murph. Yeah, so... Obviously, now you guys are very well known. Um, how hard is it to do some of your bits with people being able to recognize you a little bit more? Do you have to redo them, or or how do you get around that that aspect? I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, we hadn't, because of COVID, we hadn't filmed truly out in the public in two years, right? So we had to switch the show to like being just like focus group rooms and things like that for the past two years. That way we would control the people. We could control the people who come in and test them before they came into the room. Right now, finally, they lifted in season ten, which is what we're filming now. They finally lifted the COVID restrictions, so we're able to go back into malls and supermarkets again. And so, like three months ago, was the first time we'd gone back to a mall. And I said to the guys, I was like, "Guys, we've been we've been filmed at a mall since two thousand nineteen. Mm. What is it going to be like?" We hadn't, you know, we just hadn't stepped foot in a mall since then. And we went back to a mall like three months ago. We were filming in um, American Dream Mall. And dude, it was chaos. We had word spread so fast. People started driving from everywhere to see us film. And it, it took our, we, it took like a dozen crew members to keep kids especially back away so they didn't ruin what we were doing. It was really, really hard. But that's a good problem to have, man. It means the show's popular. I guess it was like, for a lot of people, it became their COVID show, you know? Yeah. Watched when they were locked down. So, it's, it's uh, I'll say this, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Like you said, you can't get away from it if you've got True TV, you know? Yeah. Or you're, or you're doing it up uh, on the app. Is that... Is, I mean, if you were in a prison or a hospital, you're watching our show 24-7. It's all they play. <laughs> It's our number one demos. Is, is that your? I was just going to ask you about your demo. Have you seen it kind of transition to to more of the younger generation? Oh yeah, we saw that from from the beginning. We were in shock in season one and two. Like all the fan all that started coming in was from the kids, wow. and we were like, we're four, four middle aged guys. Like we never saw that coming and so we quickly kind of changed the tone of the show so that's why if you go back and watch like season one and two it's much more harsh than it became definitely skewed changed and became a family-friendly show like a family co-viewing show and i think that's our main demo is like kids and their parents watch the show it's the show they agree on you know and that's longevity i mean it's the george carlin theory right you know george carlin had to reinvent himself so many times and his last run, which took him to legendary status, he was like, I'm just going to the colleges. I want to, yeah. I want to talk to the kids. And if the kids get it, then they're going to be with you for a, a long time. I mean, you guys have been on True TV for over 10 years, right? 11, 12 years, yeah, something like yeah. that. We started filming the show in 2010. It premiered in 2011. Yeah. And, you know, another thing about Impractical Jokers is it's wholesome. You don't, you know, as much as I liked like a show like Jackass, 
you know, you, you're going to get the controversy. Some come, some kid's going to try to do it. He's not going to read the fine print. Your stuff is wholesome for the most part, right? I mean, if a kid does it, he's not going to die or get injured. It's going to be fun. Yeah, you know, the only the only thing that gets hurt in the making of our show is our own egos, usually. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I have a very bruised ego. It keep the show keeps you humble. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys have stayed guys humble. On all of our individual flaws, you know. Yeah, and you guys have stayed humble, uh, you know. Throughout, I mean, I've, I've throughout, you know, the years, I've had one of you guys or all of you guys on at some point in time, and I enjoy talking with you every single time because you're just so. It's like you're just happy to be here. <laughs> I am. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> now, have you ever been to Area 51? Can you in this book? Is there any factual stories from Mur going to Area 51? No. No joke, and I posed this question for you guys two days ago. Uh, my co-writer, my other co-writer, not Carson Smith, who wrote Air 51 Interns with me, my other co-writer, Darren Weirmouth, uh, who's here in my house right now. We're co-writing a new thriller that comes out at the end of next year. It's like a serial killer novel set during Christmas time called You Better Watch Out. It's great. Uh, so we're writing that book now, and uh, we we just had this conversation two days ago. We're like, it, let's say a scenario where everyone on earth suddenly disappears and you're the only person left on the planet and you're right here uh, living while I'm in New Jersey, right? Um, what would you do? Let's say you had food and electricity was still running. Everything's still running. I mean, you couldn't fly a plane, but you can get in a car and drive and gas is still working. Where would you go and why? Uh, I would go straight to area 51 to, and there's no security anymore. I can just kind of bust right in. Uh, and see what's really going on there. I would go to Fort Knox to see if there's actually gold there anymore, because oh. I don't think there is. I think it's conspiracy theory. I think our entire financial structure might be based on just, you know. Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, Dogecoin. Yeah, Dogecoin. That's right. Uh, I'd probably go to the White House, too, to kind of just bust in, yeah. sleep in the Oval Office, whatever. Uh, how about you guys? Where would you go? I'd probably go on every ride at Disney if I could. Well, might be dangerous. So there's no way to help. So you're kind of zombie landing everything, you know. Um, I'm zombie landing. Everything. I'm going straight. I'm getting the car, going straight to Nevada so to the, see what's really going on, going on at Area 51. There's a movie from the '80s called um, The Last Comet, and it's a fantastic movie. There's only a handful of people that are left. Everybody else are kind of really bad looking zombies, and they survive because like. Uh, one of the girls sleeps in a bathtub. The other girl steals, sleeps in like a steel, whatever, for whatever reason. And this comet, everybody on earth is outside to watch it fly by earth. And when it does, it just creates everybody dust. So they're the yeah. last people on earth and they go to the mall and I grew, I'm a mall guy. So I grew up in the mall. I love malls. I'll do everything I can to keep malls around. And there, and I've worked in a mall. There's something to be said about being in a mall after hours, before hours, or when nobody's there and you kind of have, you know, free run of the place. And that's what they're doing. You know, they're like trying on clothes. They're eating the food. They're taking the watches. That's, that would be my first stop, probably. <laughs> yeah, okay, very cool. You know, they're, uh, they're shooting uh, I Am Legends too. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. How I, cool is that, man? I, I, I heard that. Will Smith trying to get back in the better graces of people, right? <laughs> yeah. Nate, where are you going? Answer Murr's question. Uh, I mean, probably anything in uh, the National Treasure movies, like to go see if the, oh, some yeah. of that stuff is real. You know, the, the, the glasses and then the thing behind uh, Mount Rushmore and everything. I'd like to go check that. Put out. lemon so juice in the. Year I threw a national treasure themed uh, birthday party. Well, my wife threw a surprise party for me, national treasure themed, and I had to solve all sorts of national treasure inspired clues around my house in order to get to my final birthday gift. And 
uh, we tried to get the glasses and, um, you can't get the real pair from the movie. One day I'm going to meet in a cage. I'm going to ask where they are, the actual pair from the glasses. I tried to get a metal fabricator to rebuild Ben Franklin's glasses, mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten there yet. But I have all sorts of cool props in the movie in the house. It's my favorite movie of all time. I just watched the first and second one again last week. I could watch those movies a million times over. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Because you almost wonder, like, what's real? What's a- yeah. you, you know who you – have you ever met Brad Meltzer? He's my dear friend. What are you talking about? I did not know that. Yeah. He's oh, my I'm... dear dear friend. His quote is on the book. Okay, dude. I don't I don't have the book. So I was getting ready to say the book? I, yeah, nobody sent me a book, Mur. So his, his quote is on the book. Okay, so that's awesome. It's an idea so fantastic. I, I I had dinner with him two weeks ago. All right. Well, um, I love Brad, and I was going to say, you and Brad Meltzer need to be friends. <laughs> we are friends. <laughs> you are friends. You're friends. Yeah. I'm going to see him. We had dinner with him a week ago, and uh, him and I were in, I was at Detroit Comic Con. He was there for his son's 21st birthday with his family. We had dinner two weeks ago uh, in, in uh, uh, Ann Arbor, and then I'm seeing him again for dinner. Um, in two weeks, I'm performing in uh in uh, West Palm Beach uh, in, at the Palm Beach Improv. Yeah. Uh, by the way, go to murderlive.com to get tickets. And it'll be in Arizona the week before in Tempe performing. And uh, and I'm going to meet up with him and his family there. We, we He's my closest friend. That is one of my closest friends. I, I can only imagine being at a dinner table with both of you guys. You, that would be like the most phenomenal. His, his quotes are on every book that I do. His quote is on the cover of Don't Move My Lab my, two books ago. And then his, he's quoted every book I write. He's, and he is one of the, not only one of the nicest, mm-hmm. most humble guys on the planet, and has been so generous to me as uh, an author, but uh, his family are massive fans of Impractical Jokers. Him and I get, not only do we get along famously, but so sharp, so clever, mm-hmm. and him and I, we could talk for hours about every, like you're correctly pointing out, Absolutely. And the things that he knows. That's why, you know, when you talk about Area 51 and every, I mean, like to pick a, if there's any, for those that are listening, if you ever want to pick a person's brain, if somebody asks you a trivia question, who on this earth's brain would you pick? It would be Brad Meltzer's. Absolutely. He has got the most fascinating brain, knows so much stuff. Yep. It's, it's, we had him on that that long ago and he told me, I forget, I forget the context of the, com- the the part of the conversation, but he said the next um, the next stage in espionage and spying is the metaverse, where you can go as an avatar and give secrets away to another avatar, and nobody knows you're there, and nobody knows who you are. You can go as this owl hawk, you know, and the yeah. other guy's the alligator shark, and <laughs> nobody knows who you are. I was like, mind blown, poof. Yeah. 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 And that was information well, given you know, to him. The, the next iteration of Ashley Madison. Remember that site? Oh, yeah. AshleyMadison.com. He's in the metaverse. What's the metaverse version of Ashley Madison? That'd be wild. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is the metaverse. There's a guy, uh, I don't know if we know him or we heard of him or something. He made a million bucks. He opened up a restaurant in the metaverse and he bought it for our, like $100,000 and he sold it for a million dollars. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And yeah, he, he made nine hundred thousand dollars. I've got a. Uh, I can't say too much about it now, but I've got a new company I'm creating in the metaverse coming up. Uh, you'll hear about it in the next few years. 
That's crazy. Like, can you say what yeah. you go? What, I, I don't. Even, what are you going to do? Like, what do you do? You provide a product, or is it all fake? Or what? It's most definitely real. Uh, uh, I'm. I can't say too much okay. other than I'm going to give you your life. You're going to give us our life. God, you're, what? D- 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 does your family need you around at some point? Like, are you busy enough for them? Or we're not going to hear you. Speaking of which, I had another interview two minutes ago. I got to jump, fellas. Oh, shit. They, I'm so I sorry. For like, they have me on another thing at 1.30. If it were me, I would stay here no. all day. I'm sorry. I took too they long with you. another thing at 1.30. Area 51 interns zoned out. This is the second uh, part of the, the trilogy series. It is James Murray. It is Murr and Practical Jokers. Best of luck with the book. We'll get you back on sooner than later, Murr. Thank you. Hey, fellas, good to see you again. And remember, go to area51novel.com to get an autographed copy. Bam. There you go. Talk to you soon. Take care, Murr. Take care, fellas. Nice to see you again. Bye-bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastbs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.